hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, where's Phil? Oh, he's uh, yeah. he's doing a little vacation uh, really? in Whistler right now. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so he's Good having fun going down uh, the slopes, snowboarding with his brother Daniel. and nice. uh, Yeah, so they're having a lot of fun That's a right good time. Now. We'll, we'll allow it for a week. We'll just allow it. <laughs> Usually those young guys shouldn't have that many breaks. They, they got they got lots of time in their life to, to take a break later on. They're, yeah, true. But uh, enjoy it while you can in the same yeah, light. absolutely. Uh, we have a jam-packed show today. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can find past episodes of the Hamilton Real Estate Show online at robgolfie.com. Of course, some amazing listings on robgolfie.com. A host of other information that is going to get you into the market and into your maybe first home or 10th home. Uh, go to robgolfie.com for a, a host of uh, great uh, information, uh, videos, all that kind of stuff. You can call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter, like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And you can also subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, we'll uh, tackle it on a future program. You can email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again is questions at robgolfie.com. We'll talk about some home buying do's and don'ts today. Talk about uh, the things that nobody tells you about when you are selling your home. Some, I guess, hidden gems or tips and advice. Uh, but we'll start with some disciplinary action from RICO. RICO is the Real Estate Council of Ontario. And Rob, you brought some information regarding some discipline disciplinary uh, actions basically yes yeah and it, and it and, and you can get fined so actually rico is even tougher the toughest thing uh to be up against you don't like it's even worse than going to small claim if somebody's suing you really? uh because they can take your license away they they fine you um if you're doing anything I- illegal or, or or unethical so they obviously respond to complaints. A situation has happened, you submit a complaint into RICO, and then they would investigate. Is that basically how it works? That's it. So so a, a complaint would have came in, and, uh, and for some reason, um, it's a consumer that would have complained, or even a realtor on another realtor. Sure, yeah. And uh, if there was some kind of uh, misconduct or... Uh, something that wasn't uh, ethical that was done. Uh, for for instance, we've got uh, here's one one case. Um, a guy represented a consumer in a lease. This is just a lease mm-hmm. of a residential property. Approximately uh, a year after entering to the lease, the consumer discovered that the signature on the lease had been forged. And despite never having even met the consumer, McCabe uh, indicated that the witnessed the signature sign on the lease. So the agent, the agent that had the lease, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure if he represented the uh, the the guy that was gonna the potential uh, uh, tenant. Right. Um, witnessed his signature, but it wasn't his signature on mm-hmm. there. So he witnessed a signature that was forged. Right. So that's why he uh, and he got a fine for uh, twelve thousand five hundred. So so is that the going rate for fines like uh, that? You know what? It depends. There was low? probably there was probably a lot more to this story, okay. but um, he should not have witnessed any signature so 
beside when, when there's an agreement purchase sale or even a, a lease agreement, um, beside the signature, it, it says witness underneath you. You know, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So, if I haven't seen the um, let's say the potential buyer or a potential uh, seller or even uh, I will not. I will not witness that signature. Okay. And sometimes realtors, uh, newer realtors, don't understand this. Um, w- when we put a, a deal together, and they go, "Well, you didn't witness your client's signature." Well, I I wasn't in front of my client to witness his signature, but he indicated to me that's his signature, hmm. and I have no reason to believe for him to lie. But if I'm not in front of you and I'm and you sign. I'm not going to witness your signature. I'm right, sorry. Right. And you don't have to have the So they can't come back to you to say, "Hey, this is my signature. Can you please sign as a witness?" There's a reason right. why there's there's a reason why that uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you witness the signature. You're saying you're verifying that yeah, signature that is correct. that person right. that is. So, he must have forged the the buyer, the the the, the tenant the tenant that's going to lease this place mm-hmm. his signature and he and he witnessed it himself. Right. And uh, so that was not right to do. Wow. And, is is uh, that a common thing? You know what? You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah, you'd be surprised. There was another story on uh, on a, uh, a, another property. Well, the agent. Which one is this? Here's a the broker record uh, of let's say Young Realty um, um, on a property that was listed by another brokerage. No, that's not that one. We're gonna get to that okay. one. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go to one. So what happens a lot is we're working on a deal back and forth. Right. Okay. So you, you need initials, you know, if you change the, the date of closing, you change the price, um, you change the, the conditions or anything, you need an initial on everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will say, and this this is more so probably a year or more ago, um, the buyer of the property or even the seller of the property, because you couldn't get it to him, he'll say, just initial my initials. Right. I would never do that because... A lot of times they may change their mind, and you initialed for them, and they, and so you as a buyer, Rick, you're, 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 I, I'm having a hard time trying to get get in touch with you in person. Sure. And, and you say to me, Rob, just put my initials down, and uh, and we're good to go with this deal. I won't do it. I won't do it. Hmm. And I've and because you may say, you know, you know, I changed my mind on that, and now you just bought a property, right? And and you don't really think. You bought a property when you tell somebody else the initial for you. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You don't, re- you know what I mean, because you didn't, you weren't there, present with the paper in front yeah, of you to see everything, to see everything, initialing it. So when you're there in front with the paperwork in front of you, you're kind of committed. You know, you're committed. Sure. You know what I mean. But now when somebody else is initialed, and you may say no. Right. Guess what? Yeah. You know who's on the hook? You're, you're going to say. You can say, listen, that's not my initial there. It, does this happen more often now in the digital age? Because it, it, you can it, transfer documents. Well, in the digital age, is everybody has a email, right? Right. So that's like their address. It's like people. Most people have their same email for a long time, sure, unless yeah. you get like companies like Kochiko if they sell out, right? Yeah, and then, and then you, you got two years, it. you got to change it. That's yeah. that's the sad thing about when you're with a company and they sell out. But uh, but your email is like your. It's 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 you. It's like a home address. It's like yeah. your home address. It's 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 your signature pretty well. So we, you, they have electronic signatures. We send it to you. We know it's you. This is your email. You can't hide it. Mm-hmm. Even if you try to destroy your email, like erase your email, they can retrieve it. Um, what happens is they look at the document and they and they go through the document. We call it DocuSign, okay. and they you know click on you know the changes that were made, and then it gets sent back to me once everything's done. And then 
what we do is we send it back to them once the final copy's done. Um, that's the proper way. I will not ever uh, initial a uh, signature. I mean, uh, or uh, you know, forge a signature or initial somebody yeah. else's name. And I and and, and I'll tell you. A lot of agents have gotten trouble out there, and they shouldn't be doing it. Mm. And uh, and it, it, it it's a big problem. And another another person got fined heavily, and this happens a lot on when people have a house listed. So they sign an original agreement, you know, three, four, five month contract to put the house up for sale. Sure. And and it doesn't sell. So what happens is the agent will get another agreement as it the contract's up. And just use, use, and re- and do that sign over again. Really? They'll just copy that and just you know submit a new one. Wow. on a new date without the buyer. Without the buyer, they on. just they just go, hey, you know, are are you okay if we continue? And the buyer think, I mean, the seller thinks, okay, we'll just keep the sign up. He doesn't yeah. think he's under contract still. Right. And then the uh, agent, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks, oh yeah, we'll just keep the sign up. We'll just keep you know see what happens. He doesn't know. He just his agent just put him under another four or five month contract. Right. Wow. And then all of a sudden. We get a call, and this happens often. We get a call uh, from the seller saying, "Hey, my agent couldn't sell the house. Uh, we want to call you to retain you as uh, to sell our house," which happens often. And I, and I look it up. I call him back, say, "Sorry, we can't. Uh, you know, we can't come by because you're under contract." They go, "What do you mean? My contract ended a month ago." I go, "No, you're under contract for another for another six months," mm-hmm. and they go crazy. Wow, they they are upset because they never signed up for that, um, and I said to them, "Listen, you either have to you know go through the contract or cancel it. I'm not sure, but I can I I cannot visit you until your that contract's con- up." So a lot of times, what happens is agents know that they forged that contract right away. They cancel Yeesh. it. Wow. They 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 uh, they go by the um, the. Uh, um, Sellers request and cancel because they know they can get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I mean, if if somebody wanted to file a complaint, they're forging somebody's signature wow. on that. So this individual in this case was fined fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand uh, dollars. That's that's pretty steep. That's too. a that is a steep steep uh, fine yeah. to to do. Let's go through the one that uh, you had mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, this was an individual who was the broker of record. Uh, this happened back in twenty sixteen. Attended a property that was listed by another brokerage, and at the time made a verbal offer and negotiated the purchase of the property directly with the seller without the knowledge or consent of the broker and or the listing salesperson. Uh, this individual left the seller with the pre-drafted agreement of purchase and sale with the seller, but the seller did not accept the offer. So uh, three days later, although he knew by this time that the property was listed by another brokerage, he again went to the property and met with the seller without the knowledge and consent of the listing brokerage, and at this time tried to list the property. Uh, drafted a post-dated listing agreement scheduled to commence in, uh, in five days later. It expired uh, at the end of September. And again, this is back in 2016. The seller neither accepted the offer from this realtor nor signed the listing agreement with his realty or with his uh, brokerage. Uh, so the discipline committee found this individual in violation of a number of sections and has been ordered to pay fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, it, 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 you know. So he tried to weasel his way in. Basically. He tried to weasel his way in. He knew the listing was expiring. Yeah. And he thought, okay, perfect. He's got the buyer. And he thought, well, I can make money on this. Yeah, I'm here. And Let's he was going to squeeze out. And, <laughs> and and the nice thing about the seller, he he told his agent yeah. and said, hey, listen, this guy is trying to you know squeeze you out, and right. he's trying to do something unethical here. And 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 they had proof of it. Right. So the so the seller must have kept all the paperwork with the dates and everything. 
and uh, and he got fined. Uh, he got fined fifteen thousand dollars, and he probably had to pay a lot of legal bills to for that. Oh, too, I imagine so with too. With that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll come back with a couple more cases, including one regarding hardwood and laminate flooring, which is, uh, you know, uh, the, the poor realtor. I'm not sure if this was an honest mistake or something that uh, he just didn't uh, check his uh, checks and balances, so to speak. Also, still to come, we'll talk about uh, some home buying do's and don'ts and uh, the things that uh, nobody tells you about selling your home. We'll get to that as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over Twitter and Instagram and Facebook as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your your favorite podcast. Past episodes at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or you have a topic idea you would like us to talk about in a future episode, email questions at robgolfie.com. In our first segment, we were talking about some, um, uh, I guess, rulings from the Real Estate Council of Ontario, RICO, um, regarding some, well, let's just call it bad realtors or realtors who've done some bad things. This one, I'm not sure if it was... Um, if it was premeditated or if it was just a simple mistake, but it certainly cost this realtor uh, a, a, a large chunk of money considering the circumstance. So this realtor failed to determine a material fact about a property before listing it for sale and creating promotional material, whether it had hardwood or laminate flooring, uh, was found guilty of a code of ethics and was fined $7,000. So there so there was obviously something... Um, Probably more to that story. So what what happened was, he put down on his listing information, you know, beautiful hardwood floors, right. uh, you know, and and it was probably and it was laminate. Now it was probably very good laminate, like it it was you couldn't tell the difference sure. almost. Yeah, and it happens a lot. There's a lot of laminate flooring out there that it's 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 becoming you know high end laminate, and 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 you have to really double check to see if it's you know hardwood or laminate. Yeah. So you got to be very careful. So. He, there, but there's got to be more to that story because he could have paid $7,000 and eliminated having this fine and going through the legal part <laughs> yeah. to rectify it. Yeah. And uh, so there's so who knows what happened here. So the, so the buyers went in. They looked at it and said, hey, this looks great. You know, we love it. It's got beautiful hardwood floors. And, you know, when they moved in, their friends said, hey, this is not, this is not hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. This is laminate. And so they kind of felt, wow, you know what? There, there would have been a difference in price. Sure. On uh, on things, so I don't know if there was uh, uh, you know compensation because of that. Uh, there could have been, right? Um, but the best thing that this realtor should have done was verified if it was laminate hardwood. That's number one. Yeah. So you have to. Our job as a realtor, we have to verify everything about the house. Now, and I'll and I'll tell you a story. But 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 the one thing is, he could have like because this complaint happened, he should have rectified it. He should have, and he didn't. And so for some reason, 
It cost him seven thousand dollar fine, probably whatever else. Maybe he had. He also had to replace the the laminate to maybe to to uh, hardwood. Maybe, maybe he thought he could have got away with it too. Right? He probably thought he can get away with it. Now I'll tell you a story that happened in my first year in real estate. It was on Beach Boulevard, older house. Now it was an older couple, and the guy was a retired electrician, and he said he said to me, "I'm looking through the house." He goes, "Rob, all new wiring." In this house. Okay. I go, why would I have reason to believe him lying to me? He's an electrician. Sure. Like, who else are you going to? Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking through the basement, and all the wiring that you see downstairs in the basement, in the rafters, was all new. So, I, you know, obviously you can't see what's behind the walls. So, on my listing, I put down all new wiring. Well, after the uh, people move in, guess what? It's not all new wiring. It's not all new wiring. <laughs> the second floor was knob and tube wiring. Oh, geez. So I go and take a visit to the to, to the couple, you know, and I, I said to him, I says, I distinctly remember you telling me mm-hmm. that this was all new wiring, and he couldn't answer me. Oh, wow. But the wife answered, it's mostly new wiring. <laughs> he... I could tell he had a hard time lying to me. Really? Eh? He, I, I looked him straight in the eye, Rick, I'm telling you. And I said to him, you tell me you did not tell me it was all new wiring. <laughs> and I looked at him and he, he couldn't say yes or no, Rick. Right. And I knew he, and he couldn't, and he, he was afraid to say, you're right in front of his wife. Because right. I think he was going to get a beating from her <laughs> after I left. <laughs> so it, it ended up costing me because I'm supposed to verify the sure. information. Yeah. So it ended up costing me, I think, about uh, $2,500, $3,000. Wow. So I paid that. So so the, the buyers that bought it, and uh, so I paid that out. And, and actually, the lawyer was sh- surprised that I was willing to rectify this right away. Hmm. And the buyers were happy that I cut a check for $3,000 right. and rectified it, and everything was all done. Most agents, they would fight it and drag it out, yeah. and it would cost more money. Get the problem. Get the problem done, but I just wanted to make sure uh, that this was rectified. The buyers were happy that I rectified it right away. They didn't have to go through an or- a long ordeal with mm-hmm. you know you know courts and even the lawyers they were they're surprised. But the one thing I learned valuable from that lesson was I don't put any everything all new unless it is a new house. Right. Like so, I'll put down mo- you know like uh, carpeting. Like uh, we ask how old everything is. You know how old's the uh, the roof, the shingles. And, uh, you know, shingles are approximately seven years old. Approximately, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, the furnace. I, I ask how old the furnace is. You know, we say approximately. We put approximately. V- windows, how, how new? Well, they're mostly all vinyl windows. I don't say they're new vinyl windows. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, you know, all vinyl windows. Because you don't, you don't know, right? Yeah. You don't know. Got to leave some gray area. You got to leave some gray area. And, and, uh, get, and af- after that time, I've never, never had a problem. And I and I teach that to my team. I says, be careful, guys, because you don't know what's behind the walls. Yeah. You don't know what's going on in the attic. You don't know, and you got you don't put anything you don't know. And uh, so that was a valuable lesson I learned in regards to um, into the you know. Would many of those uh, instances crop up in a home inspection? Yes, and but the thing is, we've we've had such a good uh, real estate market in the last five to 10 years that sometimes people don't do home inspections. And uh, so, you know what, you know, you just, sometimes home inspectors are, they're not really, 
governed as much. So some guy they can they can hire their friend to come through and yeah everything looks good mm-hmm. light switch on off and they're not necessarily determining whether the the the, the floor is hardwood or laminate right they're right. looking for issues with you know, they're looking plumbing for structural or leaks. they're yeah. looking for major structural issues right. so but the the key thing is um, get a home inspection yeah but but as a realtor uh, ver- make sure that information is verified. Um, like myself as a realtor, you got to make sure, you know, if it's all new, if it's new shingles, when was it new? Right. If it's, you know. Where, where is the line between uh, a home seller trying to hoodwink a realtor to say, uh, you know, for instance, uh, the realtor asks uh, the person selling their home, you know, have you had any leaks in your basement? And the home seller says no, when in fact they have. Where do, where's the line between disclosure they, and you? Uh, they, you know, they, can go, they can go after them because if it shows and it looks like they've they've had problems before and, and didn't disclose, yeah, they, they can be in a lot of trouble. Now, uh, uh, another another thing. Here's another thing uh, with information that uh, recently happened. We saw. Um, I always tell my agents never, never copy the previous agent's paper, uh, information from the MLS listing. I said never copy it. Always get your information. This is like the you know all new mm-hmm. uh, wiring, right? So in a condo complex, uh, the previous agent had cable was included with the condo fees. Okay, and so the next agent copied it. So they copied. So it's continuing on. They just keep copying the previous agent, which is wrong. <laughs> so somebody got caught along the way, Uh-oh. and they had to pay uh, cable for somebody for the next five years. Really? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is see, not cheap. See, no, it isn't cheap. But see what I'm saying? Yeah. We, as a realtor, I always tell my agents, do not copy the previous agent's information. Verify everything. Uh, and uh, you know, there's a there's always mistakes. Agents, there's a reason why that previous listing didn't sell. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why they're calling us. <laughs> so, but uh, but never copy the previous uh, listing because uh, if there's if they if they made a mistake, then you're it's following. You're just you. following. We you know we remeasure rooms and everything. Even though all the measurements are there, we verify it and we say, okay, you know, it looks like all the room sizes are exactly what the right. previous agent said. Better be safe than sorry. Yeah. Uh, the last uh, discipline decision and uh, reasons for decision. This one from uh, Rico um, is uh, a fifteen thousand dollar fine. This happened uh, on or before October nineteenth, twenty eighteen. So fairly recently in terms of uh, you know what this individual did, and this had to do with an oil tank. Oh yes, so um, they. Um, th- this is oh, this is the oil tank where um, there was multiple offers on this property. Okay, the agent indicated to uh, the buyers that it'll cost three to five thousand dollars to remove this tank from the property, mm-hmm. and uh, so they would take care of it. But because there was multiple offers, um, one of the the buyer said, "Well, we'll take care. If it's three to five thousand, we're gonna we're, we want to make a clean offer. We'll take care of we'll it. If it's three, to fi- if it's three to five thousand, we'll take care of it. Right. But the agents all in this in this transaction. I'm not sure if there was you know the agent that was representing the seller and, and two other agents representing the buyer. But none of them realized if you got an oil tank buried, you, you got to do a phase one or two environmental report mm-hmm. because oil tanks they leak." And uh, so anyway, so when the buyer purchased it, he went over asking. Not only did, you know, he went over asking, but when he had the oil tank removed, which cost, th- you know, three to 5000 right. they were required to do a environmental report. It cost them another 130000 to 
uh, remove and remediate. To, to, to get rid of all the contaminated land around that oil tank that was buried. So the listing price, or at least the, the initial first offer, uh, the purchase price was just over $1.3 million. So, I mean, not a cheap home by any standards. And the second offer was just over 1.5, but did not include the inspection clause. So they said, this is the, uh, I guess the individual or the couple said, that we'll take care of it. But it ended up costing them $130,000. So in the end, basically the realtor who guesstimated that the cost was between three and five was fined 15 grand. That's it. Wow. But but there was probably a lawsuit with that. I'd imagine so, yeah. yes. So every every one of these, <laughs> every one of these guaranteed there was a lawsuit. Right. There was a lawsuit. But this is just the disciplinary action that Rico did on these people. Yeah. But now, now they also have to deal with a lawsuit because, like... I would have known of this. Now, there was a house on uh, Hickson Street in Beamsville. And I remember the agent telling me, uh, and I can't remember, I'm, I was digging up the uh, the listing. I was trying to find which house it was. I couldn't find, <laughs> I was trying to figure out which house it was so I could see what the listing said. Hmm. But I know the listing did say something called listing agent, you know, for information. And uh, it had a buried oil tank on there. And... I, I said to my clients, we had somebody interested, stay away. I said, stay away from this. If it's got a buried oil tank. You don't know how much. You don't know if that oil was full and then it slowly seeped, seeped out and it's going to be contaminated. So um, it did. I, I, it must have sold at one time, but I don't know if the buyers know about it. I don't know what action is, but <laughs> I'm going to, for curiosity, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I made a call to one agent that might have known that and I haven't gotten a call back yet. But uh, but stay away from buried stuff unless it's yeah. been taken care of. Right. And there was one that uh, titles insurance. I don't know if you know what titles insurance is. They used to cover that. I don't think they cover that anymore. There was a property that did have an oil tank buried in the front lawn. People moved in. They found it. And titles insurance covered it. They don't, I don't think they cover hmm. that anymore because that was such a big expense for titles yeah. insur- insurance. Dollars. Yeah. So, so I, I don't think they cover, you know any environmental issues if the house has it. Wow. Yeah. So in this case of the oil tank, the uh, realtor, uh, basically this is in the the RICO kind of disciplinary hearing notes. Uh, The realtor was honest and forthright in admitting responsibility uh, for his conduct and was cooperative with uh, the insurance claims process. So that's, you know, good to hear. Uh, And also admitted to failing to properly or adequately research the costs associated with removing the oil tank or in the alternative, failed to refer the buyer to an expert for a professional opinion, thereby, you know, uh, I guess misleading the the potential buyer in, in terms of the cost. There you go. Lack of experience. Yeah. She, not only like anything to do with tanks buried. There, there's, call a professional. Yeah. Yeah. Like call a professional. Yeah. She looked it up. Oh, uh, dig up oil tank. Yeah. <laughs> of course you could dig it up for three to five thousand. Google but, failed in yeah, this regard. But but she didn't look at say is there any environmental issues yeah. and that's the the lack of of inexperience from an agent. See everybody. I'm going to tell you something. Be careful. You know, out there, inexperience can cost you thousands of dollars. So be careful uh, who you hire uh, when anything, when you're buying, especially a property um, of, of this expense. Yeah. Another prime reason to call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. Go online to robgolfie.com. Let's uh, flip the page. You've got a couple minutes left in this segment. Let's talk about some home buying do's 
and don'ts. There's uh, eight tips here that I'll uh, I'll just kind of read the tips and then maybe we can get your two cents on these tips. Uh, number one, and, and this you know goes without saying, do research the neighborhood. You know, look at the house, but also look at the neighborhood that you're going to be moving into. This is vitally important. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes uh, it's good to Google the street. Find out what's going on. Um, the uh, you'll you'll be amazed what happens when when you when you Google a, a, a street. Hmm. Uh, it was funny though. We went on a on a listing presentation, and I I took uh, 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 Daniel with me on this, and I said, you know, as I'm as I'm walking in with my son, I said, you know, this street's had a lot of murders on this street. <laughs> <laughs> so he he didn't know that I did. Oh right? geez. And uh, so this street kind of got a little bit of a bad rep. And uh, so when we get in there, we're talking to the uh, to the seller and everything. He goes he goes. I'm not sure if you know about the street. And I go, oh yeah. And I just wanted to see what he would divulge, right? right? And and he says, yeah, there's been a you know a few people that uh, you know have uh, you know been. Uh, you know, murdered on this. Come street. to a quick end. Yeah, yeah, come to a quick end. And uh, my son Daniel was kind of laughing. He goes, "Holy smokes! Like, wow, <laughs> yeah, where's this going?" So, but anyway, but yeah, you should always uh, Google the street. You'll find stuff, and always go with a local agent if you're looking at buying a house in 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 that town because they'll know they'll know the back end, yeah. they'll know the history, they'll know the news of that uh, of that street for sure. We'll get to some more uh, home buying do's and don'ts when we come back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. <laughs> Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, before the break, we started into our discussion regarding home buying do's and don'ts. Uh, number one, do research the neighborhood. Can you call police to say, hey, has anything happened on this streets recently? Yeah, you, you can find out. Like if, if uh, you go to police, let's, let's, you could say that, listen, I'm looking at buying a house on this street. You know, what's the, you know, the crime uh, factor on the street? Right. I mean, every street's going to have, uh, you know, spousal problems and sure. stuff like that. But is there a lot of break-ins? Or is drug, there, drug, is there activity. A lot of drug yeah. activity? Um, it, it, you know, I mean, if, if it's grow, marijuana grow ops, I mean, they're like, it could be in anybody's neighborhood. They're, they're sure. in some they're of the best neighborhoods. neighborhoods in the city. Yeah. So you, you can't, you can't go by that. But I mean, if there's a lot of break-ins, a lot of kids running over, I, I mean, yeah, you can find out stuff yeah. that's going on. Do look at several houses before you buy. This is, I mean, it goes without saying. There, there's probably very rare, uh, rarely a case where an individual or a couple will buy the first house they see. Some, you know what it is. You sometimes it's the first house that they see, they fall in love. But because it's only the first house, they want to see. They want to see more. They want to see more, and they always go back to the first house. Hopefully, it's still available. Yeah. But it is always good to look at other homes. So then you get a really good idea of the market. 
um, when you're when you're looking at ten different homes, one house you know uh, you know may not be updated. The other one is, and they're asking a little more money. Sure. You, you could see the value, so you actually learn the market, um, and and it's always good to look at, at a lot of homes. Do your comparables, yeah. that's for sure. Do invest in a professional inspection. We were just talking about this with the oil tank. It would obviously make sense with home inspections and the like as well. Absolutely. I I knew this one uh, couple. They didn't want to do a home inspection. They didn't want to pay for it. And I'm, I'm like, this is a... Th- the expense is so minimal. This is like a $350,000 house. Yeah. I And I'm like, for $400, they could find out whether this is the right house yeah. for them. For 1% of yeah. the cost of your they house. They did not want to spend money on an inspection. They wow. thought it was a waste of money. Well, guess what? It cost them thousands after. No they, way. They, they learned their lesson on that. Ouch. So it's always good to do, especially in an older house. I mean, I understand if it's a newer house, it's always good to go in the attic and take a peek and see if there's any, you know, tra- uh, trails or... or of, of mice in there, like any droppings. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that, you might see that in a newer house, but in an older house, you know what? You don't know. You don't know if you, if the, if the water drains through, mm-hmm. like, like you may have sewer problems or anything. So it's always good to, uh, you know, uh, invest a into a home inspection, a good home inspector, not the cheapest guy out yeah, there. I'm telling yeah. you, you hire the cheapest guy, you're, you're going to find problems still. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Do buy based on needs and not wants. And basically, you know, make, make your list of needs and then stick to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, people, when they're looking for a house, sometimes they want a pool. Right. Um, and that's why they're moving because instead of putting a pool into a house, um, it could cost you $60,000 depending on the style pool and everything. Sure. But go on your needs. So uh, do the checklist. Okay, how many kids do I have? How many bedrooms do I need? Right. Do I need a, a finished basement? How many square feet do I need? Like, do I have I need a family room and a, 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 a rec room mm-hmm. and a, a living room? But, um, you know, are you uh, a European family that has big family get-togethers? Sure. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you have like 15, 20 people at one sitting. So do you have room to, you know, extend a table in your kitchen that you can fit your whole family in? You know, those those are good check marks to put and when you're looking for a house. And, and, then, and then if the other stuff comes, like, you know, like a lot of people that buy houses uh, and they have pools, they didn't, they weren't. That wasn't they the house. They weren't looking, looking for. It. They weren't looking at that house because of the pool. Right. But the pool's the bonus. So right. you know. Cheering but uh, yeah, definitely do a checklist of of what you need for your family. Uh, let's get to some uh, don'ts in terms of do's and don'ts of home buying. Don't overbid at real estate auctions. I'm not sure how many auctions you've been involved with uh, involved in, but this would basically be along the lines of you know if there is a bidding war, you know, stay within your budget. Yeah, people get emotional. They um, they want to beat the other guy. Everybody wants to win, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you could you could win, but you're going to be the big loser if you overbid on the uh, on on a property. Right. Uh, I, I I haven't dealt with any auctions. The only auctions that we've dealt with is multiple offers. Yeah. So you know we have ten offers, and basically people are bidding uh, their best price uh, on on the house. Makes sense. But definitely uh, open open auctions. Uh, yeah, be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, don't buy a house for its decor. You know, stagers do a phenomenal job, but you're not necessarily going to get that look. Uh, buy the house for you know its its symmetry or how big a room is or whatever the case is. Yeah, not on the furniture that's in there. Yeah, yeah, because you know what that furniture looks good in there, but then when you start bringing your br- brown <laughs> furniture, <laughs> it's gonna look different. <laughs> you know, and uh, and your uh, you know coffee table from the seventies, and and then you move in, you go, this house doesn't look like the house I bought. Right, you know, yeah. so. You know, be careful. You know, measure up the rooms. It's it's always good to. There's a reason why the measurements are there for you to see if your furniture fits. Yeah. So when when you're when you're looking at, at a house to buy, um, 
look at the measurement of your house that you're living in currently and then look at the measurement of the house that you're looking at buying and see you know how close it is to size wise because if you've got this big l-shaped couch it's not gonna it may not fit in, in the new house that you buy so yeah. you got to be careful so always look at the measurements for sure we'll come back with more on home buying do's and don'ts when we return here on the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml One more go-around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700 at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast. Before the break, we were talking about some home buying do's and don'ts. Just to recap, do research the neighborhood, do look at several houses before you buy, do invest in a professional inspection, do buy based on needs, not wants, don't overbid at real estate auctions, and on to our next point, don't buy a house, oh no, we talked about this one, don't buy a house for its decor, don't trust everything you read in a real estate ad. So when you see terms like cozy and as is, you know, learn the lingo. Yes, well, if they're saying uh, as is... Uh, they're saying that it's not really working that well. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to put something into it. Yeah. So like yeah. if somebody says, uh, <laughs> you know, all appliances as is condition, well, we know there's probably, it's it's on its last leg. Right. So, so, and I would tell that to my clients. I And basically I would say, you know what? Have them get rid of it because otherwise they're gonna have you're, they're gonna have to get rid of right. it. Need some TLC would be the same yeah. kind of thing. TLC TLC you got to be careful. Uh, that word can mean total Anything. renovation. Yeah. You know, and usually you know the way I describe it now, like if it's just a mild, uh, you know, you know, bring your hammer and paint and nail, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you try to subtle it. Yeah. TLC it, it could be a wide range, but uh, but yeah, it uh, you got to be be careful. Uh, just like we were talking earlier, um, don't, you know, don't... Uh, you don't want to mislead it. Like, like it says it has hardwood and it doesn't. It's yeah. got laminate. So so really verify everything in the house and uh, and check it out. Right. Uh, the last one, don't buy the most expensive house on the block. Yes. And so we, uh, we were just in one in Dundas and a beautiful house, but in the neighborhood, it's not in the greatest neighborhood. Right. And, uh, and they knew that when we went in, when they bought it, they said, I know we bought the nicest house on the street and we got a good deal. And I said, well, your house still went up in value, but you can't compare it to the house three blocks over similar house and get the same value for that. Sure. So, uh, and they, and the people that we saw, they realized that and, and they acknowledge it, but you don't want to have the nicest house on the street because you're not, you're, you know, it's going to be tougher to, to sell. To you know, sell they always say right. location, location. Yeah. You could have the nicest house, but in a, in a bad location, it's going to be tough to get a, a good number for your house to no sell. No doubt about it. Uh, we'll end with some uh, five absolutely simple housekeeping hacks for a quicker home sale. Number one, I'm not sure if these are ranked based on uh, you know most important to least important, but number one really blew me away. Make way for mats. So a simple mat, you know, as you enter the home, there's a mat right there. Yes. Interesting. Make way. What are they saying? Make way. Put put some mats in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know why? I'll tell you. I walked into a house the other day, 
and the tile they had yeah. in the uh, in the foyer as you walk in, I almost like I slept. I slept. Really? I, luckily, I was uh, able to balance myself. But put put mats. You don't want some guy flying in and banging his head on the right. on, on the floor. But definitely put some mats so they have something grip. Especially with the weather that we've had this yeah. past winter, you know, with snow and everything that melts in, inside the foyer. But definitely put some mats. Some of the reasoning is, you know, a simple mat placed at each entry to your home will save time and energy on floor cleaning. Obviously, that goes without saying. And uh, you know, will gather any sign of the outdoors from shoes or boots. Right. You know, during the winter time, um, but place a few pairs of flip flops or slippers in a basket for visitors to use and make them feel welcome. That's that's pretty. That's good a good idea. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, I you can steal that one. bunch. I mean, I wonder how many uh, how many slippers I got to buy. <laughs> uh, number two, let the shine, let the light, pardon me, shine in. So give all your windows a good wipe or wash on the inside and the outside. Yes, I always tell people, you know, uh, get your windows cleaned because not nothing is better than having beautiful spark. Sparkling, yeah. clean windows. Especially when it's sunny outside. Yeah, the when sun it's sunny in. outside and, and, the, and it's beaming in, it, the house looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, number three, keep up with the kitchen. Uh, so basically, you know, the kitchen is the hub of the home, usually the most common place for messes to accumulate. So uh, get rid of the counter clutter. Absolutely. I always tell people, get make show it like you've got lots of counter space and yeah. get rid of all the counter cl- clutter there is. And it, it's an inconvenience, but it's only for a short time. And, uh, you know, once it's sold, you can go back to your normal your life until you move. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Number four, we got a couple of minutes left in the show here. Not so obvious eyesores. And this is interesting because, you know, you live in a home, you tend to overlook some of the things that a potential buyer would look at, like light fixtures, you know, lampshades, ceiling fans, those kind of things. Yeah, like like you could have the everything perfect in in this one room, and then you got the trim work in one corner that's mm. just not uh, you know what do you call it uh, cocked with uh, silicone right. and yeah, everything, yeah. and 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 your eyes go directly there. Now a good a good analogy is this: if you watch the uh, Austin Powers, yeah, and you know I don't know if, what was the movie called Austin Powers. Oh, uh, they had a few. They had like yeah, four or was, five of them. Yeah, there was four or five of them, and and he's uh, looking at this person with a mole on their face. He could. <laughs> Get, yeah. Focus his eyes off that mole right. on this one same person's with the house. face. Yeah. It's the same with the house. Just he person had perfect face, but he had this mole, and he couldn't keep his eyes yeah. off it. But let's keep like I'm telling you, the smallest little thing can be the perfect house. Get that, get that yeah, fixed. It. Lastly, showcase the floor space. No different than the counter. Clean it up. Make it uh, less cluttery. Absolutely. We got to run. Thanks uh, for stopping by once again. We are back with the Hamilton Real Estate Show next Saturday at nine on 900 CHML.